Hey folks, thanks for being a member of the Cafe Insider community. In addition to the Cafe Insider podcast and my weekly note, you also get bonus material from my interviews on Stay Tuned with Preet. This is exclusively for you. Hope you enjoy it. Dan, do you think Mike Pence deserves any credit for not doing that thing that the president wanted him to do? I mean, does he deserve any credit? Sure, he deserves some credit for, um, you know, standing up and, and following the law. And, and I only say that, I mean, ordinarily, you wouldn't give anyone credit for doing what the law requires. That's what they're supposed to do. Um, do, we, do we grade everyone on a curve now? Exactly. Because of how craven so many people are? Yeah, I mean, that's sort of what it is. The guy was, he was silent and complicit for nearly four years. And ultimately, similarly, you know, I think he falls in the Bill Barr category, uh, a little, too little too late. Um, but what Mike Pence did under enormous pressure and recognizing that he had gone 3.9 years of just staying silent and being, you know, the Donald Trump's best yes man that one could be, he sacrificed it all at the end. I mean, can you imagine having to, you know, deal do that and for almost four years and you get right up to the end when you can ride off into the sunset into your own political career and you get thrown completely under the bus. But I'm still shocked that you know, even after what he must have seen with Pete, with a noose hanging outside the Capitol and people chanting, hang Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence, that he never spoke out, that he did, that he seemed to, you know, fall back into line with Donald Trump. He didn't invoke the 25th Amendment. There were a lot of, of things. I, I, I am no you know fan of Mike Pence, but I do think to what Adam said about how close we were to losing our democracy. If Mike Pence went the other way, I don't know what happens. That's a whole nother animal. Yeah. Well, it's, it's very weird to me how to think about the morality and the ethical decisions people are making. It's like you have a criminal ring and you have a guy in the organization and he totally agrees to rob a bank and he robs the next bank and he robs a bank after that. And then you get to the fifth bank and the instruction is when you're robbing the bank, now shoot the teller. And that's where that person draws the line. I'm not going to shoot the teller. I mean, do you get credit for that? I I guess. But you've been part of the robbery crew, the bank robbery crew, for months at that point. I think it gets gets difficult to to make a judgment. Um, That's a great analogy, though. Here's my last question, Congressman. And and, and it's it's a sincere question I have. (laughs) I need some help on this. So you have another colleague in the House, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I have not talked a lot about and haven't used her name a bunch. uh, Because on the one hand, she has crazy views. She thinks that Parkland didn't happen. She thinks that Sandy Hook didn't happen. She's part of QAnon. She's a conspiracy theorist. She has odious views. She's one of the people who wants to bring a gun onto the House floor. And I believe that she's accomplished something because people talk about her a lot, and that is great fame. You know, lots and lots of people know her name now. She's raising money off of it. So I sometimes think maybe people like me and others shouldn't give her oxygen. On the other hand, she's very dangerous. And you want people to be aware of the danger so that we're not complacent. And so I, I, I honestly not, am not sure of the way in which Marjorie Taylor Greene should be addressed in the public square and to what extent. Do you have a thought? Um, I, I recognize the dilemma, but I don't think that you can ignore what she represents uh, and just hope that not paying attention to her 
will diminish the problem. Um, it won't. And it is, uh, you know, a sad state of the affair, you know, affairs in our country that that notoriety um, because of her uh, heinous views uh, makes her now a financial uh, powerhouse, uh, able to raise uh, one or two million uh, just uh, in the last week or two. But I, I think we can't shrink from pointing out um, what the Republican Party has become. She was put on the education committee by Kevin McCarthy, uh, the same Kevin McCarthy that went to kiss the ring in Mar-a-Lago, put a woman who who was heckling a Parkland survivor and and calls the Parkland shooting a false flag or, or fraudulent, uh, never happened uh, event, put her on the education committee. Uh, how do you ignore that? This is sadly what the GOP has become in the Congress. Uh, and I think it has to be revealed and has to be exposed. You know, the, the tragedy of what Kevin McCarthy did in going down to Mar-a-Lago is it just emboldens Donald Trump for another four years. Uh, it, it means that the, the hope, the, the flare of conscience that you see uh, occasionally in Mitch McConnell when he originally talked about Trump's role in the insurrection is flickering out um, and that it will take years for the Republican Party to purge itself of Donald Trump. Um, we need two functioning parties in the country for our system to work right now. We only have one and we have one party, the Democratic Party, and we have one cult, the GOP. Um, right. And we can't ignore that. I think it has to be exposed. We just can't normalize a GOP that puts a woman like that on the education committee uh, or uh, a leader of a party like Donald Trump who embraces her and thinks that's where the future of the party belongs. Dan, final question. What's going to happen at the impeachment trial? What do you think the vote's going to be? I think that he will be acquitted, but I, I think that there are going to be more than five Republicans who vote to convict him. I, I don't think that vote was necessarily indicative of how all 45 will come out on the merits. But I think getting 17 Republicans now under the circumstances and watching Kevin McCarthy, you know, do what he did and sort of further we get removed from the actual emotions of January 6th. Um, I don't think there are 17 Republicans with the cojones to, uh, to actually vote against Trump. Um, and, and I think it's a sad state of affairs, and I think they will have to live uh, with that vote uh, for the rest of their lives. Thank you again for becoming a Cafe Insider. Listen to the Cafe Insider podcast every Tuesday with Ann Milgram and me, and stay tuned every Thursday. <laughs>